dirty dude. Can we do a quick test? Test. Test. Sure. Let's do it. Check, baby. Check, baby. One, two, three. Check, baby. Check, baby. One. One. Okay. I'm good. I, can, uh, I think you're good, too. So that's the end of the, the okay. side check. I just wanted to make sure that was in there. <sighs> okay. Uh, you know, what got you into podcasting? I'm just curious while I finish the last setup here. When I came back from Afghanistan, I wanted to do, got a degree in TV and video, and never really successfully started a career in that. And so when I came back, I'm like, I'm going to put some effort into this and try to see if I can, you know, go somewhere. And that led me to radio and then to a podcast. And I wanted the freedom to create what I wanted to create. Yeah, it's so. I until until a couple of months ago, I didn't realize. I had spent months kind of like kind of prepping the ideas and whatnot. And, you know, I used to do, I was in a band when, when Acid Pro 2.0 was out, you know, and I know how to do auditing, soundboards and everything. I was just doing all this prep that I thought I had to do. And then I, I was looking at my CastBox app and I'm like, what's this for podcasters? And I clicked on it and I go, record? What? I hit record. Yeah. And I Oh, it's recording, and I hit stop, and it goes, name your channel, and we'll put you on. It's like, whoa, that is, yeah, uh, that's, that's yeah. amazing, and you, you can listen to a podcast when you're working, and, and not have to stop and watch something, so you can kind of do it on the sly, if you like. Yeah. Um, it's, totally. it's just yeah, so I'm versatile. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's, uh, it's simple and versatile, and always available. Oh, sir. If I have a slow laptop, I live in this, uh, well, I'm a homeowner because I own my trailer in my trailer park. Uh-huh. But it, nice. it's not one of those that just gets parked somewhere forever and then slow the rots. It's an Airstream. I actually take it places. Oh, nice. Yeah. We have a Bulls Arrow here at the house that is, uh, somewhat mobile right now, but right now it's in, it's, uh, my girlfriend's oldest son's apartment. But once he's out... Then we'll probably defurb it some more and take it off the road. Because you're right, it's nice. Yeah, it is very nice. Uh, okay. I got. I like it better when I have everything already pre ahead of me. Tablets? Sure. The, that Samsung Tab 4, I have never loved a device ever in my life. And, and I love uh, this thing. The way I can pull up information nice. and just like with the stylus, just. Put a little rectangle and and save yeah. save something immediately to pictures and call it up is is and the art the art is really the best thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Autodesk. If you've ever so Autodesk, uh, same people put out AutoCAD. You know the uh, engineers thing. It's free. The, they right. give away the sketch pad for free. You download it and. I'm blown away. It's free. You can make amazing works of art, like you were painting or penciling, and it looks like you were painting or penciling. It saves like a ton of money. I don't have when I actually get down to painting something on art. Uh, one of my art days or nights. So yeah, yeah. You you guide organizations in developing. In. I'm sorry I haven't done my full-on research. I'm still trying to find my scheduling legs. Uh, I only yesterday yeah. realized. I should block out more days because I've got two days, Monday and Tuesday, where I'm uh, literally doing eight hours of interviews. And I can't let wow. that happen oh, again shit. because I have to get a job to support this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What's the, I, I mean, have to get a job to this. That's the big question with me is how the monetization without being, one, a total jerk. Because you, you, you either open up the floodgates yeah. and people are just assaulted. Or two, yeah. I have an amazingly yeah. hard time finding out real ob ob objective reviews of things because somebody's always buttering your bread so they can stay online. Yeah. And of course, they're making them look good. And then when I go try and use a service and it's crap, I'm, well, who's telling the yeah. truth out here? What do you do? What do you find is the best method? To fix this. Well, so, so in terms of monetization, you have to build an audience. 
I mean, yeah. anything, anybody tells you anything else, it's all about an audience. If you don't have people listening, that, and once you have people, you have to understand what they like and what monetizes them. recently found out uh, what was it uh, rocket fuel that I got this visionary mindset right is is how to avoid the trap where it's not that you are doing it so you can have more access to authors that you find interesting and that your listeners will find interesting but you become driven by the need to make more money and get bigger I only need enough to survive and pay my bills and go to the doctor and get my yeah. tooth pulled when I need. Yeah. How do you avoid right. how do you avoid going on the deep end of that? You know, like you pull up the YouTube video that's got forty five three second commercials on it. Yeah. I mean I am sorry you're breaking up a little bit there. I don't think people like that make much money. Right. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at how many ads does he have. There's an ad before his thing. There's maybe some kind of ad in the middle somewhere, but they, there's not many ads, you know? But he has billions of people watching his stuff. So I, I don't think you worry about making money until you have an audience that is valuable and wants to support you. Not not someone that you can sell stuff to, but like they're like, man, I love this show, I love this dude, and you become such a good friend of all these people. That's one of the benefits of podcasting, and you can know everybody who's in your audience, and you can interact with them across social media in a positive way. Mm. So until you have something like that, you really don't have anything to sell, you know, because these people want to support you, they want to keep you in business. The people that support me. You know, in terms of my show, mm -hmm. they want to do that because they're like, "Man, I'd love to buy you a beer. I would like, I'm gonna buy you a shirt. I wanna, I really want to support you financially." They beg me to tell them how to do it because they appreciate what I do, and you know, I've become their friend. <laughs> hold on, hold on, you're bad. It's breaking up a little bit. I'm not sure if it's. I don't think it's on my end. Um, hold on, let me double check. Yeah, because you were throwing down some wisdom and who wants their wisdom interrupted when there's so many other yeah, shows not getting interrupted yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying is that to avoid yeah. over monetization is just be true to who you are and, and your audience should be a bunch of you mm -hmm. so go find you out there and then they'll ask you how do we support you how can we you know do you sell books do you start a, a internet store? Do you, you know, like I, I produce podcasts for other people and I, I consult on podcasts. That's the main thing I get my money from. But there's a lot of people that won't let me buy a meal when that, when I'm in town with them because they, they're like, this is the least I can do is buy you a meal. So, you know, there's a lot of times when I get, I get paid with, you know, a free dinner. You know, and I'm like, hey, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so, food is food. There's a lot of different ways. You just got to be out there hustling and doing the work those ways will show up yeah I'm still finding my my sweet spot on that I, I think I've personally I've, and, and here in just a second we'll start if, you, if you're ready But it, it, finding that sweet spot I went from all I've been doing is ops and logistics management because I'm good at it and I have bills to pay how do I get out of these golden handcuffs and I, I by not getting back into it but it's only literally the last couple of months that I just have poured, poured all of myself into it to even get to this point. 
And just before you, I interviewed a Maria uh, out of New Jersey, a new commandant, just joined the Marine Corps League, about to graduate with an art therapy degree in New Jersey with three kids. And that was the yeah. most amazing interview. I mean, that we were just real and got down to the truth and the reality of things and not beating around the bush. And that was so much rocket fuel for my soul. But that doesn't put food on the table. It doesn't pay my bills. I've had a tooth. I need two teeth I've needed pulled since last August. Haven't had the money or the insurance to do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that walking that fine it's, line uh, seems to be the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, you just have to outwork all those problems. You know, if you don't have an audience coming in, which I certainly didn't, you just have to you have to build them. Well, kind of go run backs and be like, and you have to love it so much that there's no way you can fail. You know, like it's just like I have to do this. I'm not going to stop doing it, and yeah. the opportunities will come out. And this you is know? your passion, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's my passion. This... Telling stories, having these great interactions, it enriches my life in more ways than financial. Right. I mean, you would do it for free, but you need to eat and you need to buy the next technological yeah, thing. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I live simply so I can do this. You know, I don't live extravagantly. I have very limited bills and, and I do not have a lot of extra money, but I have a lot of hunger in my life, which is worth a lot if you allow it to be worth something, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I don't have, I don't have nice things, but nice things don't enrich me like these conversations do. I hear you on that. I, I, I I can say I'm a homeowner. I'm living in a trailer. Many people hear I'm living in a trailer park. They think, oh, he's one step above homelessness. He's probably, I, they make a lot of judgments and I get that, that's fine. I, yeah. I, I have to, I, at least I'm aware of it, but it's an Airstream and it's a great trailer and it allows me to live in one of the greatest areas that, that exists in the world with eternal sure. spring. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I would. I, how could he? Even making ninety thousand dollars a year, you can barely make ends meet in the Bay or even in LA. You have to yeah. choose your battles, and and where I sleep is not yeah. one of them. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I think you're right. Certainly, looking at your. Are we, uh, yeah, come in. Your profile. I mean, you certainly got the looks. You, you wouldn't have to worry about finding a bed. It looks like. Yeah, I do all right, man. I do all right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in a good spot where I, I make almost enough money, you know, and uh, most everything's taken care of, but I don't have anything extra, you know, sort of. So I'm on a balancing beam, but the beam is pretty stable. It's not like a tight rope of money in the wind, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where I'll work. So the recent past, that's where I've been. It's just in survival mode. Now I'm in foundation mode, and then hopefully I'll be in thriving. You know, over the next two years, we get to thriving instead of just balancing and doing okay. Exactly. And that's how, that's how I know it's working. I look back 18 months, better than then. I look at the 18 months before that, better than then. So mm. I'm trending in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then... And, and... When you reach that point that you'd rather be dead than not going in a direction that makes you happy, that might be a good basis yeah. to start going in the direction that makes you happy. The, the, yeah. the option, the option yeah. is living a zombie life. You talk about a zombie apocalypse. You're just yeah. wearing a mask till you get home, and you hate that you're wearing a mask yeah. so much that you just watch TV and drink beer. That's not living. Oh, we we are recording. I was just about to say we're kind of like I, I'm loving what we're doing. Let's just go with this. Uh, so yeah, we're welcome to in the in the fighting hole. Uh, in fighting hole, really at the base of it is about exploring passion, what service means. I mean, what drives service, and I think I can uh, say confidently, I know for sure passion is a part of that. Uh, our target audience is the Marines that are transitioning out of active duty and veterans, anybody who needs this, this is good stuff. 
an, an opportunity to hear people who are passionate about what they do, how they found that passion and, and how when in a tough position in that fighting hole, in that defensive position in somebody's life, what they did to get out of it and succeed. And like you said, not just survive, but thrive. And I can't speak yeah. for everyone. I, when I got out of the service, if I'm contributing to keeping what I had have happen when I got out of the service, then I'm winning. Like all the TAPS, the TAPS class, you remember that when they're like, yes, they're going to want to hire you. Your experience means something. Uh, they'll be beating down the door. I couldn't get anybody. I had to stop talking about being a Marine. Yeah, same. I mean, I was in the Army, but I definitely had to, especially in the Bay, I had to stop talking about it and making it about that because that wasn't getting me anywhere. I put in over, get this, I put in over a thousand applications. I'm highly qualified to do a lot of different things. Yeah. And I got zero interviews. Zero interviews. No one ever called me back. Yeah. So, and you can say, oh, well, it was your resume. No, no, no. Several different professional resumes written, had people look, had other people try to help. And interviews just weren't forthcoming. And uh, I don't know what it was, but definitely when I removed the uh, military stuff, nothing changed. It didn't come beat my door before or after. So it's uh, the, the Bay especially was very, very tough when I first came back. Really? You know, I, I just stopped talking about the military other than like, oh, yeah, yeah, I served. Uh, and then I started getting somewhere. Because it was kind of like... it. Yeah. it, it, it the feeling I got was it meant that I, I had gotten tricked. I was a meathead. Uh, and, you know, I'm a football player. I get it. I was popular. But, you know, we're here to do a job, you know. So yeah. in the service, everyone was always like, you think you're so smart, don't you? And and, yeah. and out here, they were like, you're way too Marine. Can you be less Marine? Yeah. Be less Marine. Yeah. I don't know how to do that, but okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely part of the problem is, is uh, translating what you do to another company so they can understand it. Because it's like when Google has built that engine that you type your MOS or your job code into, and it tells you what jobs are available, how, do you, how, do, how does any robot do that? They, they don't know what I specifically did. My job broke into probably 15 different disciplines. Yeah. And it was a counterintelligence agent. There's so many different things I can specialize in. How are you going to know? And then when I type in my job, that's, that requires a top secret clearance. Everybody has at least one degree, if not more. And then I get nothing back. Like, what kind of a search machine is that that provides me no hits? Where it says security guard for $15 an hour. God bless security guards, but I'm, I'm positive I'm capable of doing more than standing somewhere unarmed. You oh, know? Absolutely. I'm a, and I'm convinced that no matter what you make, if you're chasing your passion, you're winning. And screw it, what everybody else says or what they think. Uh, the world right now is full of people who are, who are doing it because they had other plans. Life is what happens while you're busy making other plans, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I have to keep things positive. So, you know, when I, when I look at my passion is if I don't know... You know, when I came back from Afghanistan, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do next. The podcast ended up being the thing that I was passionate about that stuck, but I was willing to try things. You know, I tried a number of hobbies, and I've always been a multi-sport kind of guy, but my body's too beat up for that. So what was going to what was gonna stoke my flame? And it's been the podcast that's really done that. Huh. Yeah, and, and, and you found it early. I mean, you came back from uh, Afghanistan, when did you say? In 2012 was my last time. And you served from uh, when to when? Well, I was in the regular army from 94 to 99. And then I got out of the reserves for a short amount of time. But mostly I was with the army uh, rather than in it. Because I was, you know, I have a, I have a candid problem where I'm, <laughs> I'm really candid about what I see when I go outside the wall. And uh, it's better to be protected by by having a little between you and Yeah. 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 And I, when, when, I, when I structured this podcast, I did nothing against anybody else, but 
there, I, I envision it's going to happen. There's going to be conflict of opinion and thought, and I'm not going to put myself in a position that I created to suddenly have my rug yanked out from underneath me like I did when I got laid off uh, from my company. Simply because I was, uh, at eight, eight years, I was I didn't have as much time as the guy who was 16 years. I get it. That's fair-ish. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, my theory is, and I want to see this play out. Whatever I can do to contribute to it is that if if people can discover and find and follow their passions sooner, they'll self sort, and maybe things will start changing fundamentally. Because people right now value money, right? The the wealth. Yeah. And so, because they're chasing that, they give up on their passion and start chasing that and I think we're just not sorting ourselves properly because we're not valuing the proper thing I don't know what do you think yeah well I, I think that you have to have a tolerance or some discomfort or what I would call discomfort when you're trying to do things that are related to your passion you know I, I don't at least right now I don't have to make a lot of money I'm not going to be comfortable financially I'm not going to own a home many times but that doesn't mean that I don't have anything you know, my life is completely enriched in the podcast and the interactions with the and the opportunities that come from that. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always in situations where I can't believe my good fortune of being in that situation, whether it's at a party or at an event or something, where, you know, I don't know how much money it would take for me to buy my way in, but I work, as opposed to being invited because of what I do. You know, it, it's a big difference. So my life is enriched because of what I do, and sorting into my passion involves me getting rid of everything. You know, like when I went to jump across this chasm, I wouldn't say I'm all the way there, but I couldn't be worried about a cable bill. And, you know, those things become frivolous. If it's me over this chasm, I want to be as lean as I can be. And so yeah. I figured out what I wanted to do. And when you say you're all in, are you really? Because when I first started, I was interviewing Sly Stone, who's an icon of icons in the music business. Yeah, Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, he said, if my music's not good enough, I don't deserve to eat. Well, that's a different kind of all in. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It's not just, it's different. You're not just, I'm not just making a podcast, but am I digging deeper? Am I making something great? Am I willing to... I'm willing to suck and still do it and not eat in those times. And that's what it takes for yeah. a lot of us. Really and truly, like, have I really gone all in? Do I have an enormous car payment? Do I have a flashy car? Do I have a car that gets me from A to B? Yeah, you know, we, yeah, we, things. you become, you become, you become your things when you, when it's things, when you ha are defined by the things you own, then you, you, things you own define you and you you've removed your agency in in what you're doing uh, given it up and you're looking for answers elsewhere it's important I, you're hitting on it right on yeah. on the head is that you want to have your own agency and you don't want anything to bog you down while you accomplish and go for your mission is that a fair sh yeah, I don't want things to bog me down or distract me. If Facebook is more distracting to me, and it's not that I'm not on Facebook, but I use it for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. So if Facebook is distracting me from what I'm doing, what's more important to me? Now, I'm not saying you don't take meetings, but when I'm sitting down and I'm watching TV, I'm thinking to myself, this is a break. I'm going to do 90 minutes, then I'm going to get back to work doing what I do. So, because I love doing what I do. So what about children? Would you, so I have to stop. So I, I said that, you know, when I watch TV, it's kind of great. It's not vegging out for hours and hours each week because those are hours I need for my passion, right. right? Right. So if my passion isn't stronger than TV, then I probably should find a passion that's stronger than TV. What do I need to do? What, what do I have to do? So that TV is not even like, that's not worth my time. <laughs> so at that time, that, now you're defining a difference between uh, very your interests, something you're interested in, and I'm interested in a lot of things, but they're, not all of them are something that I could do day in and day out. 
and, and right. lose sleep and everything about uh, art, art broadcasting, writing, like writing stories, uh, uh, music, anything where I flow. And you know what? Flow, do you? What do you know about flow? I don't know necessarily what flow is or how you're defining that, but um, I, I don't know. What, what is flow? Well, yeah, and I should have gotten the uh, definition up since last night's recording, but uh, so flow is that when you're involved in an activity where you can feel where it goes. I mean, you're naturally gifted or talented at it, so much so that it, you don't care if there's um, 10,000 people watching you. You're just having fun. You're just enjoying yourself, okay. and you're you're losing you lose all self consciousness because you're so focused on the activity. So you could. Well, that's, yeah, that's my interaction with guests. You know, I've, I've done this my whole professional career is talk to people, and so when I'm in that unique conversation that's never been had in the history of none, that's when I'm in my flow. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to someone that's done a thousand interviews, and we come out of it out of that flow. And they look at me and say, I've been interviewed a thousand times, but that's one of the best ones ever. Mm. That's that's what I'm looking for at all times and trying to find ways to reliably do that over and over again. Yeah. And it, one, of, one of the factors for me to, to identifying flow, if I'm doing drumming or if I'm doing writing or interacting, whatever it is, is it starts with active listening. Like, sure. Because you're... you're really paying attention to that other person you're keyed in on him and 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 giving relevant thoughtful advice not simply waiting for them to stop talking so you can speak yeah lots to be said for that listening is something that i know uh i don't want to say it's a weakness but it's something that i always work on trying to improve because my attention to my guest is the most important thing but oftentimes I have, well, every, every single show, every instant of the show, my attention is being drawn to other things. Because mm. I owe the audience some of my attention. I owe my actual show some of my attention. And I owe that guest some of my attention. And sorting through that, always eat into listening. So, for yeah. sure, that is a big thing. Yeah, I hear you on that. I, I think I already have figured out some skills that will help me in just talking with people. Like... Well, I'll be having a good conversation with somebody and they'll say something that just opens up my mind about an idea or something and I'm, I don't want to lose it and I start getting anxious to get it out, how to uh, hold on to it. I need to improve my note-taking skills and <laughs> uh, taking notes without distracting people from what where they're going on their subject. What do you do for note-taking when you're to get back and make sure you don't lose a point. Because right now, all my electronic devices, which is also my note-taking devices, are my backups. I'm recording on all of them. So, I'd, <laughs> unless I write on my arm. <laughs> uh, if I have something that I want to remember, I, I, I literally cross my fingers, and then if I have a second thing, I will cross it, and I would say, the vast majority of the time, those two reminders will hold that thought on the even if I lose track of it, when I pop those fingers apart, um, I'll be able to come back to it. And it also lets the person know, like, oh, you have something you want to say. Let me wrap up what I'm saying. For the, uh, we all have that. Yes. So that's my device. So maybe I might want to do it on a notepad, but I typically don't take notes uh, other than maybe passing a note to my co-host about something. Or, I love you know, that. I, I typically focus on being engaged. But again, I've got... I've got years of practice in doing this and holding small conversations in my head with thoughts. It's something that I've, I've developed a professional level of uh, capacity at with. Yeah, and that, that, I think that's a defining factor of, it, of people who are working in their passion or working towards their passion is, is that you may not have the skills or the experience, but you know what you don't want. And kind of work back from there. Like, uh, I love photography. Uh -huh. But when I was going to events, I was finding either it was distracting for people. It was very distracting yeah. for people. I, I want to capture genuine smiles and engagement. 
I don't want them to be thinking, oh God, there's a, this is going to be a photo op. Am I going to be on Life magazine? Or I just want them to be themselves. And that's what I love capturing is the moment that you can feel it when you see it. And, and when it becomes a distraction, when they start going all Madonna Vogue on me, which is great, you know, sometimes, but I don't want all my pictures to be a portrait that is going to be your profile picture. Okay, yeah, I'm challenging you a little bit. Isn't that pandering to some degree? I, I get the sense that you you would do that. Yeah, your audience benefits your listeners, but it's because what that's what you want to experience and, and be and live in, right? Is it, it If it wasn't because you wanted it, your listeners wouldn't get it. But it, is it about you or them? Just curious. No, well, see, there's a balance there, right? Like, I do owe the audience something. So I will reference another show. Here's a great show with, with this person's background. Go listen to that to get the bio. But here we're really not going to cover that stuff because that is why they're there. My, my audience is me. You know, they get me. That's why they listen to my show. Whether they're in another country, on another continent, they're a female and I'm a male, they, they understand that I'm going to give them something that they're not going to find somewhere else. And, and I'm going to color outside of the lines in a way that brings that guest to, to a new light, to a new level. So in this case, you're using it. It's not pandering. and it, that, might, that might have been out there rough, but uh, I'd just dive into the deep end and find my answers. Yeah, uh, it, it, that keeps you humble, it seems. In, from what I'm hearing, it, then it doesn't all become about you. Keeping in mind that there are people yeah. listening and helping you grow and growing with you is healthy. That's just how it fits in your, you know, break the breakdown. How'd you come to that? If you mind me asking. You mean out of him with a name or? Yeah, or, yeah. I, that, uh, it was just you know, like you would imagine. My co-host John Leon Guerrero and I were talking, and he was kicking out some names, and I was kicking out some names, and he said the break it down show. And uh, and I'll say this: I'm not one to find the perfect name because I I, I just. It's a pointless exercise. You know, like what's way more important is how great is the show? You know, five years from now, if the show is called The Break It Down Show, you know, it's because of the content that we create. Mm. So I said, that name right there is great. Break It Down Show. If that's available, that's the name. And, uh, and it was available. So we took it and we ran with it. And because of the content we've created, it's become a real name that people know. And they say, holy cow, it's The Break It Down Show. You're from that show? I listen all the time. It's wonderful. So the name became great because the content is great. That's that's so odd. Is that I, I had never listened to your show, and yet I knew the name of the show. I'd heard it somewhere. Uh, yeah. it, it's it was in the mix, so to speak, in the air. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We are definitely part of the air for sure. We uh, we have a large presence and we do well. I'm, I'm super proud of it. Yeah. I, Jason, when he told me about you, and, and I was, I had come to this podcast idea because I was trying to figure out how to help the, what's nicknamed the ghost detachment, my detachment of Marines that I had become a part of, how to get them engaged in, in the world again. They, I, they, I had to explain what 
PayPal was, what the debit cards are, and the podcast seemed like the way to do it because I could tell them it's a radio show, and and the younger generation knows what it is, uh, and just I was telling that to to Jason, and you know Jason Madden, he, he's an entrepreneur, but for the listeners, I guess he's an entrepreneur out east. Uh, helps also people just find their passion and their business and, and monetize it and do it in an authentic way as possible. I love that guy. He was my first mentor. On BetterRoddy.com, I tried it out, and, and I I was the guy when he got, I got on the phone, I just started talking, and so I had had no outlet. I'd been in this little cave for three months, and and, and no feedback. I was starved, and I just buried him in it and he was able to help find what the important points were and point me in a direction that was going to be better than where I was at and hopefully the best direction I could go in and, and here I am and I I like this because my, my English teacher Dr. LeMaster who babysat the Bush boys actually I was 17 and he, he took off his glasses off his head and that's how he you knew he was about to make a, a, a point that he felt was important. And he goes, Adrian, you need to go into radio. What? You have the perfect voice. You need to, you need to be in radio. And I, I just, I don't know. I didn't have enough self-confidence, but yeah. strangely enough, here I am sort of doing radio. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish there was a moment like a, a sign you could that would come out of the blue when the brilliant moment had just happened and 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 will tell you you need to pay attention like a sign brilliant yeah. brilliant and oh oh I need to start paying attention to something right now beyond him telling you to get into radio another sign yes yes yeah like when you're at a party have you ever have you ever wished you you had something you could wear like a badge that would tell you and the world when you had had too much fun and it was time to go. So if somebody said, hey, you want a drink? You look down at your badger, you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, I better stop. My badger is letting me know it's time to get that out. So what was your fighting hole? Is it, it from the defensive positions, I think it's where we learn the most. It's the scariest, and, and a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people, especially in our middle-aged white demographic, aren't making it out of their defensive positions. So I think it's important to explore those and, and, and give people strategies to overcome them and, and deploy them in their lives. What's the time you were in a defensive position? Do you have one? Are you in it still? Or? Sure. Well, I mean, you have to understand how my professional military career outside of the wire interacting with locals and you know typically on very small teams if not by myself mm-hmm. so for me what is dangerous and what is scary is something different than almost anybody else I'll ever encounter you know I've, I've talked with all kinds of SEALs and Green Berets and Pelter Force guys and you know I've got as much combat time as they do and so when I came back my my foxhole, I had to find a new way to deal with something because I didn't have any importance. I was, it was easy to ignore who I was and, and I didn't matter. You know, I didn't matter financially anymore, emotionally, my relationship was done. Professionally, I, I had no ability to do anything. And all of my guidelines, all of my moorings were, were cut loose. And I was just kind of just left to my own sorting out. Oh my God! How did you find your value? Well, please. It was hard. I almost didn't make it. You know, they talk about the last straw. The straw put the camel back. I had a lot of straw in my camel. I had a lot of straw, and I don't know if I ever got that close to the last straw, but I sure as hell had a camel that was that was struggling under the weight. And uh, and heck, still a lot of times I still have that, but I I've luckily built up some stability in my life where. I can withstand, you know, quite a bit of uncertainty again because I do have emotional mooring and I have 
a relationship that's healthy and, and benefits me and I get to get some value out of that. I've become of service to other people. And so these things have slowly improved and I've improved my fossil, but I had to go I had to go dig a whole new fighting position and you know that's the hardest thing, right? Mm. Like what kind of fighting position am I gonna have? I'm gonna have a, a hasty position where I'm just gonna lay down in it and you know, do I have to get three feet of snow packed in into ice creek? So I could be say I don't even know what I, what I needed to do, and I had to constantly improve it while I was constantly trying to survive. Mm. So it was it was extraordinarily tough when I came back to to find a way to build something that allowed me to you know I'm, I'm nowhere near the end, but I'm uh, I'm a lot more stable now than I was for sure four years ago, right. and for sure two years ago, even eighteen months ago, I'm a lot more stable and calm and uh, able to deal with it. So anybody, especially veterans who are struggling and suffering and not sure how much more rope they've got, believe me, I've been there and I needed help and I needed people that loved me, that wanted to help me regardless, and I needed to accept their help. You know, and again, that's part of my ego battle where I had to knock my ego back and accept that I needed help and I didn't have to do it all myself and it didn't have to be perfect. You know, I often say that when you try to get up and accomplish something, you don't have to put the high jump bar at eight feet. You can put it at two mm. and just get good at getting over two every day. You can put it on the floor. Today can be a I do nothing day, you know? And, and that's all right. It doesn't have to be impossible every single day. And someday, you know, being an adult, some days you just cannot get a break that day. You drop your keys, you spill your coffee on yourself, and there's small things. I, I, I just slow down on those days and go, it's just going to be a day where I'm going to struggle, and so I'm going to ease up on all my goals today. I'm gonna just, my goal is to get through this day and deal with, with whatever life's got. I got it. We got plenty for it. But let's not do all of the hard stuff. You know, the, whatever, you know there's those ankle biter things that happen. Sometimes stacked up on you. Mm. I'm not going to try to also write 5,000 words that day. Even if it's on my schedule, like, you know what? Writing, writing's going to be a second <laughs> You know, my coffee stands here. Whatever those things are that happen to everybody. And that's what I've learned to do is just accept that what today is. When I, when I look at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I accomplished a lot today. Whether I accomplished everything I needed to accomplish or not, I accomplished a lot. Yeah, there's I'm only this. Yeah, there's yeah. only this. And, and, and I hear yeah. you. I hear you. In, 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 in my line of work, especially, kind of amplified the in my life uh, from a safety standpoint uh, safety and ops and logistics management to you had to look at something and think of the worst case scenario and then start mitigating against that uh, until it was at an acceptable statistically acceptable mitigation rate um, and the worst boss I ever had in my life hated him he was terrible but he gave me some of the best advice ever he's like before you make any decision picture yourself in the witness stand trying to explain it and if you don't like the words yeah. coming out of your mouth in your uh, imaginary court uh, don't do it <laughs> don't do it that's good advice right yeah, yeah. but that, that's that's sort of where it goes you know, I, I, think, I think a certain time every day when I know I'm going to be done and whether or not I feel like I'm done or not I stop and I slow down and I work on the other aspects of my life, like my relationship. You know, like like the uh, chores that I need, you know, and I focus on other things so that I'm, I'm improving my foxhole 15 different ways every day. Even if it's 15 minutes of doing a thing over 100 days, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy how fast stack up a lot of time and become very proficient or improve something by just putting steady effort into something and it doesn't got to be great leaps yeah you know? and you don't have to compare yeah. to yourself to others or how others survived well yeah. how did that marine survive so well i should emulate that no everybody's got to find their own way personally i might god i'm my own worst slave driver you would never want to like try and compare yourself with me i'd I, the bar I keep for myself is so frighteningly high. Yeah. But forgiving well, one of the yourself. I learned, I learned too is that um, if I want to compare myself to somebody else, I'm not, I'm not prepared to take on their challenges and their problems. And it turns out 
I know how to deal with my problems. I don't want to have to deal with someone else's. Mm. You know, so I mind my own business. I let someone else's success be the benefit of their hard work. And if they got some good fortune, heck, I'm going to get some good fortune too. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with the fact that this person has Crohn's disease. You know, this person has this. This person's marriage is breaking up. Yeah, so, yeah no, they're doing great yeah. in this aspect, right? But everybody has problems. And yeah. I'm positive that, that what I have is pretty damn good and I'm pretty fortunate. Look at where we live. Mm. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I just watched the news or some of the investigative reporting to think, you know, I didn't choose how I was born, and, and I may not think my growth was ideal, but it could have been way worse. It, maybe that's a bad way to approach it or even say it, that in a cliche and needless, but uh, I'd certainly I, I remind myself of this. This is my mantra. There's no other example of me that exists in the universe, as far as I understand. That's a pretty safe bet, which means I'm the only example of me, and I'm the only one in existence that knows how to do me. In fact, I do me perfectly. And I, I remind myself of that when I feel like I'm not good enough. Those feelings of, do I deserve to be here? How do I prove that I deserve to be here. It's ridiculous and ridiculous. doesn't need to even be addressed. You're here. It's a pointless question. And uh, bring myself back into what's important. This moment and and our interaction is the most important thing right now. But not layer expectations into the future of how I'll decide in a certain situation because that removes my ability to react as needed in the moment when that moment comes it's i'm not perfect but i I haven't died yet and i've got a pretty interesting conversation going on here so i must be doing something right yeah right yeah yeah i mean this good is going to be good enough and if if you want to do better well then get to doing better but uh remember that you've got a lot of things to tend to so don't be so hard on yourself and and Continue to work on it, and if you don't know what your passion is, work on that. Yeah. You know, the pursuit of happiness is is just as fun as actual happiness. So, I mean, uh, if you're worried about someone else's stuff, make sure all of your stuff is in order. Find oh, your own yeah. business, and if you don't have enough business, then get some damn business and get out of somebody else's. And if you've got that all wired tight, then go help someone that needs real help. You know, there's plenty of people that I could use some attention, a good conversation, buy them a sandwich, whatever they need. You know, oh, yeah. if that's if you want to help and change something, go help someone directly. Right. Someone who really can use it. Because you and me, you and me, and we're not, I, I'm not going to go change the world, right? I think if I had that mindset, I think everyone should be afraid and run. But every day if I'm paying attention I'm present there's going to be an opportunity that I can be in the middle of whatever argument people are having I can do some good I can pick up a piece of trash I can uh, I can just get there and say look that's not right like, right we all know that's not right it's just stand for what is right once a day and and that's enough I don't need to change the world. I just need to change in, yeah. in me. You're, you're, you're 100% right. And, and that's, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this next little bit and then I'm going to start my Friday because, uh, yeah, I got to go. I want to start my weekend, but yeah, you know, focus on being positive in terms of you know, getting out of your fighting position in a good way. Focus on being positive. Do something for someone every day. Mm. You know, I, I met a guy last time I was in San Francisco. He was in the barge station and he needed a dollar. And I'm like, I got a dollar for you, man. How, you know, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get on the barge train so I can go to Oakland so I can work. And I'm like, look, I don't have any money, but I can buy you a barge ticket from San Francisco back round trip. He's yeah, like, you're going to do that for fact, it's 20 bucks. That's awesome. You know, and he's like, would you buy me a sandwich? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll buy you. Now keep in mind, I don't, have, I don't barely have the money for that. Uh, that meant I had to go home and eat somebody else's food. But when I told that story, you know, that, that dinner I was going to buy became that guy's dinner, and that person bought me. So, you know, it all gets taken care of, but I focused on this person needs help. He said he was a veteran. I don't know if I believe him. Didn't matter. That guy needed help that day. He got a meal. He had a bar ticket. And he had, you know, he had someone that cared about him and stopped. And 
and, and for that alone, if I could do that every day for 20 bucks a day, that doesn't cost me anything. Yes. So I try, to, I try to collect joy. I try to help people every day. And I try to always take a positive view of things, even if they're horrible, because that's a good baseline as opposed to just focusing on negative. So, yeah. I, I want to thank you. I, I want to thank you because you... You were instrumental, actually. Jason recommended you, and, and I didn't know it at the time. I'm knowing him more now. He has good instincts for appointing a person <laughs> in, a, in the right direction. You gave me some information that, even though I'd, we hadn't gotten back together on it in a while, was instrumental in getting me to this place where I'm finding fun and passion. And I want to thank you for that and let you go enjoy your Friday. I'm glad you have money to go enjoy yours. No. <laughs> uh, he is. Yeah, and Pete Turner, he's got a podcast. Uh, how often do you do it a week, three times? That's an aggressive, aggressive show. Four to, four to five times a week. Four it's, to five times a week, I'm putting this episode up. It's called The Break It Down Show. Yep. Breakitdownshow.com. I'm on YouTube, iTunes, Facebook, all of it. You can always look at Pete A. Turner. You look Pete A. Turner anywhere you're going to find me. <laughs> As you I'm going to talk to you. You're going to be stuck with me. So hey, yeah, I, I'm glad to have a podcast. I will give you straight advice. I will not, you know, I'll tell you if I'm going to make money on something. And I only make money on things that I believe in. So if you have questions about podcasts, by all means. I so appreciate that. It was a wonderful, wonderful interview. I enjoyed having you on. You go have a great. Uh, oh, I can't let you get away with this. Get let, let yeah. me hear your best do raw. <laughs> Come on. Ah, all right. That's good. That's good. Uh, thanks for coming on board. Uh, if you if you get a chance, go listen to Pete Turner's Break It Down podcast. Thanks for uh, listening to In the Fighting Home today. And uh, it's because of this gentleman that y'all even get a half-hour show every week. He insisted I focus on that. So you have him to thank or uh, uh, complain to uh, either way. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, hey, man, take care. Safe travels, brother. We'll talk soon. You too. Bye.